Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the Zabecast, back from the Dominican, tan, rested, sort of, and ready to go. The pitch clock era has begun in baseball. Why I think it's going to revolutionize sports in many areas. My thoughts on the Netflix full swing series, tennis versus pickleball, AirPod problems, and even bigger Achilles problems. All that plus the ongoing farce at Alabama. Your 30-minute dose of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Oh, here we go! Monday, February 27, 2023. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for your patience as I am back. No worse for the wear. Well, I'm a little bit worse for the wear from our Sunburn Bowl 4 trip to the Dominican Republic with 97-3 the game. It was a great time. And by the way, you're invited, all of you podcast listeners. If you can get yourself to Milwaukee next year, assuming, by the way, we do it next year, I'll just mark on the wood, because there's no guarantee on anything. Although we did travel 144, we returned 144 strong, our largest group yet, and that's the number one thing. Nobody died. Nobody did die, but there were some people who did get a little bit sick, had a little bit of stomach virus, mostly 24 hours variety, which is going to happen in a foreign country uh, for the, for t- from time to time and to a certain extent. I didn't get it because I've got the stomach of a billy goat, and I was told that basically only those who ate fruit and vegetables seem to be the common thread as to uh, getting a little bit ill. But uh, other than that, everything was fine. I, uh, I did uh, jack up my Achilles, my right Achilles. I definitely have some Achilles tendonitis. I either bruised my Achilles or strained it somehow. Playing tennis, a little bit tipsy on a Tuesday. It wasn't right the rest of the week. I was moving at about three miles per hour. I thought it could have been plantar fasciitis. It definitely wasn't. I looked it up on Dr. YouTube, and they told me, no, it's not. It's probably an Achilles issue. Not ruptured, thank God for that, but otherwise, fine. But anyway, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who came on the trip uh, that are listening to the podcast. Many of you both listen to me on 97.3 The Game and on this podcast. And I have an attitude of gratitude. That's, in fact, cut one of today's podcast. Attitude of gratitude. Always, always, always remind yourself, this can all end tomorrow. And by say it can all end. I mean, it can be like uh, Memento Mori, uh, Marcus Aurelius, the original Stoic. You could leave this life right now. Nothing is guaranteed the next day, the next minute, the next hour, whatever. But also just these promotions that we have grown from a scraggly group of about 40 in year one, survived the pandemic 
the post-pandemic sort of, oh my God, how are we going to go back to living our lives year two? Then year three, last year, picked up steam, and this was our largest group yet, and I think it's our best trip as well. So my gratitude for everybody who came on the trip, and just great people from all walks of life, all different professions, blue collar, white collar, no collar, no shoes, no shirt, no problem. By the way, the Jimmy Buffett or the Margaritaville Resort did not, for those who are asking, did not bludgeon us with too much Jimmy Buffett music. That was actually some people's concern. Like, listen, I'm not super anti-Jimmy Buffett, but for God's sakes, I don't want to hear all Buffett all the time to the point where I want to go strangle somebody. It was not the case. The Dominican was amazing. I would highly recommend it. I had no idea that coming home because of strong headwinds, it was five hours and 10 minutes. (laughs) Longer than I thought, but hey, we survived. It's a beautiful country. They have outstanding golf courses. I did not play any of them. A number of our listeners did. They get a pretty penny for a number of these golf courses, including uh, Punta Corrales, I believe, is where they're going to have the tour event opposite the Anderson Consulting Match Play. Is that right? Um, that it's uh, like 450 bucks. <laughs> The other uh, golf courses, Twilight Rate, was around 125 or so. Way better golf courses there in the Dominican. They're really stepping it up. They're building courses there. The Dominican is hot right now. They're building resorts. They're doing good. But it's still a third-world country overall. Shares an island with Haiti. And they don't like Haiti in the Dominican. It's so weird that Dominicans in general are not fans of Haitians. When everyone is from the same basic ethnic geographic mixing pot or melting pot of Hispaniola, I tried to do some research historically as to why the Dominican was doing better now than Haiti. And it's an interesting combination. It's an interesting mix. Both countries, of course, touched by the uh, unfortunate evils of the colonial era in world history. And the Dominican finally shed uh, their colonial rulers and stood up on their own independence-wise. And they made a lot of progress through the middle of the century with uh, a dictator who they said, oh yeah, he really really improved the country, but it came at a price. Because he was a pretty brutal dictator who at the end of it stole a bunch of money. But apparently they found a big gold mine in the Dominican, and they have really stepped up their tourism efforts. And the people were incredibly friendly. And uh, really, you know, they, they all of the employees they brought into this resort, which I guess they had to bust in from a couple hours away, excellent English. Excellent. Excelente. So it was a good trip and uh, attitude of gratitude that I, I would have so many listeners that would be willing and eager to jump in and be part of it. Cut two. Let's talk about drinking. I don't consider myself to be a heavy drinker. That depends on who you're asking and who, by comparison, you're talking about. I'm not heavy compared to Wisconsin drinking. I might be heavier than, of a drinker than some other people. I know deep down... It's not good for me, especially with my 
health conditions, the, the my personal disease cross to bear. We all have something, right? Which is rheumatoid arthritis. It's terrible. But I enjoy it. I enjoy moderate to sometimes more than moderate um, social drinking. But for a week straight, it gets to be a bit much. So I thought, how hard would it be to do this trip sober? I mean, I'd like to quit. I know many people have quit drinking who are not, did never, never consider themselves alcoholics, probably weren't by definition, but just decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to give it up. And they're, I haven't heard a single person who has given it up who's like, yeah, I've given it up, but God, do I miss it. Seems like once you get over a certain point, you're in the clear and you're like, wow, this is just so much better. I would think on a trip like this, it could be challenging, but I'm sure there's ways to do it. So we'll see. I'm definitely going to dial it back for quite some time now uh, because it was, a, it was a pretty good but long and hard week where it's like, okay, well, there's free drinks and we're going out to dinner and we were just in the pool and there was free drinks in the pool and oh, by the way, there's free drinks here. Yay. Fun time. Cut three. Pitch clock. Yes. The pitch clock era has begun in Major League Baseball, and I believe it is going to be one of the most revolutionary changes in sports in the last 30, maybe 50 years. Yeah, there's some glitches right now. There's some things you're like, wait a minute, how is this going to work? A game ended this weekend with a, a pitch clock violation. Last out, a last strike, which caused the last out of a game. And game's over, you took too long. Obviously, we don't want that. In a playoff game, God forbid a World Series game, God forbid a Game 7 World Series game, but I don't think we're going to get there. Some would say, well, I don't even want it in the first inning of a regular season game on April 10th. I don't, I didn't, Mind baseball the way it was. I knew that the pace had become more and more laborious of sorts, uh, lugubrious. Is that really a word? I got to look that up. Um, I'm like, yeah, okay. You, so you like slow baseball. That's great. You are really a hardcore baseball fan. One of our guys on the show this morning, uh, Ben Yount, no relation to Robin, as uh, the news director at WISN 1130 in Wisconsin, goes to a lot of Brewer games, big baseball fan. He says he hates the pitch clock. Why? He said because the way baseball was, it was so leisurely, get ready for this, you didn't have to pay attention to the game. <laughs> I said, I understand exactly what you're saying, Ben, but run that back again and listen to it. And then tell me again how it sounds. <laughs> I hate it. You, you actually have to pay attention to the game. Well, isn't that the point? Now, you don't want to necessarily be some nerd there, hunkered down over your you know, little handwritten scorebook. And, oh, this is a 6-4-3 double play, and then there's an F9 and blah, blah, blah. But I think the pitch count is great. Uh, the tempo, it's cut half an hour off of games. Half an hour off of games. And it's not so much the length of the game that matters, it's the tempo of the game. The tempo has had become just 
absolutely unwatchable in a rapid fire, divided attention span world. Now, could we perhaps issue exemptions where let's say in the final three minutes or final three innings of a game, the pitch clock is off? Sure. Could you do it for the ninth inning? Sure. Could you say as a rule in the final three innings, if the game tying run is at the plate, the pitch clock is off. Oh, come on. What are you going to do? Declare the three-point line on and off again in basketball? Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't bring that sport in. I'm talking specifically about this, this rule that may need some tweaking. Remember, what do I say all the time? The rules can be anything you want them to be. There are no rules when it comes to what the rules are. Besides, there are rules that do change depending on how much time is left in the game. For example, in the NFL, the clock does not stop on plays out of bounds until the final five minutes, I want to say. So there's, there's a precedent for it. There's an argument that can be made for it. I think people should at least keep an open mind. Maybe you give batters one timeout per bat, one okay, hold on a second, I need to really take a deep breath. Uh, there was a pitch by the, uh, the big, tall flamethrower out of Tennessee who's now pitching for the Angels, and he can bust the gun at 105 miles per hour, and he threw pretty much at, really at the head of the first batter. First pitch, first batter, Oh, got away from me up and in. Batter has to duck back out of the way. He saw his life flash before his eyes. Now he's got eight seconds to get back in the box and ready to hit. Because that's the rule. The 15-second pitch clock is such that the batter has eight seconds to get in the box, be ready. The pitcher has seven from there to finish out the 15. Or I think it's the other way around. Don't quote me on it. They may tweak it. We'll see. And that's the same thing with the shift rules. Rob Manfred, agreed, is an asshat who doesn't understand the game. He's a corporate douche nozzle. He's not wrong on this. Baseball has hooked into something big, and I think it's going to come to golf. I think it should come to golf. I've said this for a while. There is no reason if you give these guys a 60-second shot clock, or 45 seconds is still enough, that the guy, the marker with the with the uh, stanchion, or you could just put a digital little clock, battery powered, bright enough to see outside, on a pole. Have somebody in the group behind each player, a good 10, 15 feet. Come there, and you know the referee could go, "Okay, it's your turn to hit," Bloop. and away you go. Figure it out. Remember, this is all entertainment. Dateline, or cut four. Pat Downs, the Brandon Miller story at Alabama continues to spiral deeper and deeper into abject embarrassment for the University of Alabama if they're capable of being embarrassed. Brandon Miller, as you probably know, really good freshman player, going to be a lottery pick in the NBA, involved in a horrific incident in which a former teammate, Darius Miles, now no longer on the team, along with another associate being charged with capital murder for gunning down a 23-year-old single mother. 
by the name of Jamia Jania Harris. Um, Miles, according to police, got a text, or excuse me, Harris, excuse me, <laughs> Miller got a text from Miles that said, I need my peace, some blank, RL, just faking, or something like that, or just juking, or something like that. And so he drove the car with the gun in it over to where Miles was, and either he or Davis pulled the trigger that turned out to be fatal. Horrific situation. So far, Miller has not been charged with any crime, probably will not be charged with a crime. It's not enough to say, well, he was an accomplice. He may have known something about what could have been done, but he still should probably have not driven the gun to Miles. At the least, they should have suspended Brandon Miller because he was close enough to the whole incident that, you know what, we don't know what's going to come out. We're not going to play you through it because we'll look really stupid. But the problem is Brandon Miller is too good. And so, therefore, they're going to play him. And he had 41 the other night. Uh, they won the game. Uh, he was getting booed on the road. He got a big standing ovation at home. And Nate Oates, the head coach there, who was, I think, for the most part, a good man and came from, you know, Wisconsin. He's a Wisconsin guy, and he's down there, and he's got that program rolling right now. And obviously the boosters would love to be a two-sport power both football and basketball, and they are twisting themselves into the most embarrassing pretzel-like contortions to excuse, well, yeah, I mean, we, of course we're going to let him play. He's cooperating with police. He didn't know that his friend and former teammate was going to go kill somebody. He just got a, a text saying, I need my piece, or my joint, I think he called it, bring me my joint, some bleep, RL is juking or faking or whatever. In a perfect world, not a perfect world, in a moral world that doesn't exist anymore, Brandon Miller would be too distraught to play. He would be in such a deep spiral of absolute despondency that he had anything, even inadvertently, to do with the death of this young single mother that he would not be able to play, that he would say, I need to take some time away. I am completely shook by this. How could this have happened? Of course, maybe he's doing it because he wants to put up a front of what? I didn't do anything wrong. That if he were to take some time away from the team, they might go, well, maybe he knew about this and start digging in. I understand that dynamic. But still, in a world that no longer exists, that would be the case. But then it got worse over the weekend because as part of his pregame introduction, Brandon Miller gets padded down by the last guy in the introduction line on Alabama's team as if they're searching for a weapon. Ha ha. So funny, isn't it? A young woman cut down at 23 years old over a stupid argument at a club. God, that's funny. Yeah, check him for guns. You never know. (laughs) 
All righty. Let's just keep her moving, huh? It's insane. The world has gone insane that Alabama and or the NCAA and or the SEC cannot summon enough people with leadership and a spine to go, no, no, no. This, this guy needs to be suspended as well. But here we are. Oates, of course, said, oh, I didn't see the you know, procedure. I didn't see the little uh, gesture in the, in the warm-ups. I'm, I'm drawing up plays. I'm doing other stuff. Okay, maybe. But accordingly, according to one story I read, they said that he's been doing that pat-down thing all year, which would make it worse because they should have known about it. They should have said, hey, look, you do the pat-down thing like it's ha-ha funny. But now that this has happened, the fuck you are going to do that. High five, low five, elbow bump, fist bump, whatever you want. No fucking pat downs. We'll see if this thing calms down or if something changes. But right now, it ain't good. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Cut five. Dangerous employee. Wow. Russell Wilson, apparently, according to a report, before being traded out of Seattle, asked for the firing 
of Pete Carroll and GM John Schneider, who helped stick out his neck and draft Russell Wilson in the third round, even though they had just spent money on a guy who, well, turned out to be not really worth the money in Matt Flynn. Wilson, of course, denied the report saying that Pete Carroll was like a father figure to him and that he denied it entirely. Tell you what, it sounds about right to me. Don't know about you. Of course, my joke was, well, if you, you never know if you don't ask. <laughs> you hate your boss? You want him fired? He wanted Sean Payton to come in and coach the team. Something tells me that sounds exactly the kind of thing that Russell Wilson might do. He with the separate office with the Broncos, which now they're going to shut down and go, no, no, you need to be part of the team. You're still, yeah, you may be the most important guy on the team in the NFL quarterback. You may be paid the most guaranteed money, but guess what? You're still just a player on the team. Enough already. Cut six. Netflix full swing. I am enjoying it kind of. I am through one, two, three episodes, I believe. So I've seen the one on Justin and Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. I've seen the one on Brooks Kepka, And I have now seen the one on Ian Poulter. It's clear that they took a player-by-player type approach to this, which is fine. Every filmmaker, documentary maker has to make a decision how we're going to do it. They do jump around back and forth. Uh, along the way because they're focusing on the players. And it's great visuals. It's beautifully shot. It's some pretty interest, kind of interesting behind the scenes. But I'll tell you the one thing that is getting harder and harder for me to like about the series is that it is spoon-fed into your mouth. It is applesauce for toddlers where they're making airplane sounds. Here comes, open up, coming in. Is that good? Did you like? A golf tournament is 72 holes. After the first 36 holes, there's a cut. And after the cut, you have to, you know, make the top whatever. Otherwise, you don't get. Who Who doesn't know that? Well, you know, there could be some casual fans. They want to make this as broad and as accessible as possible. No. Somebody should have said, look. If somebody is watching this show and they don't know the basic mechanics of how golf works and the PGA Tour, they can Google it. They can ask their son or their nephew, oh, I'm really enjoying this Netflix show about golf, but what is this thing called a cut? If you really need to put that in there. So because of that and because, and I think I said this here on the podcast, if I did, I apologize for repeating myself, but I hate the fact that they use the principles on camera to essentially narrate the story. So in other words, they don't have a narrator. There's no narrator, there's no script writer, and that's for a reason. It, it costs more money. You have to hire a voice talent. The good ones aren't cheap. And then you have to hire somebody to write it, and that involves money as well. I think to go by on the cheap, they had these writers. The other problem is some of these younger writers, I know that they're out there hustling, and Dylan Dethier and uh, Rappaport, who's now with Barstool. The golf nerds tell me they're, they're good guys, cover the tour well, they're credible, but they're, 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 they're kids. <laughs> They've been around for two hot seconds. If you're going to have people who cover the tour, give me some old grizzled vets who cover the tour and put them on camera. 
So I just feel like because the, the whole thing seems so spoon fed and it is so like training wheels, I don't feel like it was meant for me. It doesn't ring as authentic as it otherwise would have. Like when Brooks Kepka is struggling and he's like, man, I don't know what it is. I just suck. I can't win. I used to win all the time. I suck. I gotta figure it out. What's going on? Very repetitive, by the way. I'm like, okay, why? Get into it. Is it his accuracy driving? Is he injured? Is it putting? Yes, they did say putting was part of it, and they were, they were showing that. There was not enough in the details of, look, this is what's actually going on. Get some people on camera to say, here's what I think his problem is. Also, what's funny is that the year he said, man, it sucks. I just can't win, finished fourth in Phoenix. <laughs> it's like, okay, maybe he thinks he should win every single time, but he wasn't playing that bad before he got to the Masters and missed the cut. So I like it. I'm a golf nerd. I don't feel like it's for me. I feel like there's too much spoon feeding. Cut seven. AirPods take a dump. Anyone that's had this happen, let me know. Maybe there's a trick to revive them. I don't know what's going on. AirPod Pros, second generation, noise cancellation. I traveled them on the way back from the Dominican. I did not travel my Bose QC35 Mark II's, my favorite airplane headphones. Why? Because I thought, well, I'll be talking to people on the plane. Plus, it's less things to carry. You know, go lean and mean. (laughs) Narrator, he did not travel light in the end anyway. Should have packed the bows because they always work. So the AirPod Pros, the right AirPod just decided in the middle of first 10 minutes in watching these uh, Netflix episodes, yeah, I'm done. That'll be it, and I'm out. I didn't even hear the tones in the right ear that's like, boop, 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 as in I'm out of battery. Put it back in the case. The case has its own battery in it that can recharge the AirPods when they're not actually full of juice themselves. Never revived itself. Rebooted, double rebooted, pressed the button, turned off Bluetooth, turned it back on again, couldn't get it to work for love or money. So now I think I have to call Apple and say, uh, yeah, your thing is broken. So can you send me a new one maybe? Cut nine or eight. Tennis versus pickleball. My Achilles is jacked up. I told you that. I jacked it up playing tennis. At least I think. I'm having a hard time remembering what I said where. Anyway, I enjoyed playing tennis until I made my foot go janky-like. And I saw people playing pickleball at the resort. In fact, the pickleball courts were full. Tennis court, plenty of availability. I saw them playing pickleball. They were pretty good at pickleball, pretty good rallies. And I've played pickleball, and I'll say it again, it just doesn't resonate with me. It's not satisfying. The feel, the sound, the fact it's such a dinking game. I would rather, assuming my Achilles ever gets back to being good again, I'd rather play bad, slower tennis than pickleball. Because when you really give a tennis ball a good rip, it feels satisfying. It doesn't feel satisfying to 
pickleball. But they were they were getting after it on the pickleball cards. And this is what I know you're screaming right now at your radio or your in in your earpods or AirPods, <laughs> yours that work perhaps at me about this. Uh, Zabe, that's why this sport's popular. You're less likely to blow out or severely strain or bruise your Achilles, you dummy, because you're not moving as much. Yes, you're moving, you're reacting, but you're not running. You're not smashing your feet and your heel and your Achilles into a hard court. So there's that. And then one more, cut nine. The RSN model is crumbling in sports right now. First, it was Bally Sports Network, part of the Diamond Group, uh, I believe they're called, that said to a number of sports teams and leagues, yeah, we're going to have a light bag coming up here. We don't have the money. We're not making the money nearly that we thought we would, owning the rights to these NBA teams, baseball teams, so yeah. And as Richie April once said on The Sopranos, first time there's a light bag, that's the start of the problems. So they've already notified these teams and leagues, look, this is happening. Uh, they're going to likely declare Chapter 11 uh, bankruptcy or Chapter 10, one of the chapters. They're the ones declaring. I'm sure they know which one they're going to declare. And then these teams are going to have to face potentially a massive revenue shortfall, a cut in what they normally got from these RSNs. Time Warner Cable, I believe, or Discovery Time Warner, the merger of the two, also said, you know what? We'll have what they're having. We're getting out of this business. We, too, are going to be scaling it down and getting out. And so the whole model about how baseball specifically, for some teams, relying on this lucrative RSN, Regional Sports Network model, is going to change dramatically. Will it affect your team? Depends on, well, how much money you get from your RSN if you're part of these two groups that are already out of it. Obviously, it's bad for the players. Players have gotten very fat on these RSN deals. Big money being thrown around. Manny Machado just got big money on an 11-year deal. He's no spring chicken. But it's interesting because this is kind of how baseball was running for a long time. The NBA, too, to a lesser extent. But, yeah. All right, finally, I want to tell people about this. If you are in the Milwaukee area on the Monday after Selection Sunday, we are going to be doing at Maddie's Bar and Grill in New Berlin a special bourbon and brackets event. I will be there, and we are allowing people to buy one of the Woodford Reserve Maddie's Barrel Pick Bourbons. We sat down, tasted the different barrel picks. This is an exclusive barrel from the best part of their rickhouse there at Woodford Reserve, and it's a really good bottle of, of bourbon. And you'll be able to buy a bottle. There's only a limited allotment of these barrel picks. Um, and you'll come by, and we're going to talk brackets. We're going to give have a contest to give away one of the bottles uh, for the most accurate bracket. You can fill that out. So come by Maddie's March 13th. That's the Monday after Selection Sunday, 5.30 until 7.30. And bottle price is just $59. So don't worry about, oh, is it a $1,000 bottle? No. It's a $59 barrel pick bottle, and you'll, I think, very much enjoy it. 
And pre-orders are online live on Monday, today, uh, probably in the afternoon. Don't quote me if you're getting this thing right now at noon. But still, uh, it'll be live on social, web, and at the app as well. Guests can use the QR code on the uh, first option uh, on that uh, app there to purchase their bottle in-house. If they purchase it on Toast, please add their name to the tab and instruct them to keep their receipt for pickup when you come by and get it. But I'd love to see everybody there on Monday. After Selection Sunday, it will be the Maddie's Private Barrel uh, Woodford Reserve. Bourbon and brackets. We'll get our brackets. We'll start filling them out and say, I've got the final four for this year. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thank you for indulging me in waiting a little extra longer for today's Abecast. We'll get ourselves back on schedule before you know it. The last bit of my voice should come back in the next day or two, and I apologize for that. But thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed a week away from me because I think we both needed a break. We're back at it. We turn the page into March by Wednesday, and then, as Jim Ross would say in WWE fashion, business is about to pick up big time in sports with the NFL, Combine, free agency, Lots of big things are going to happen, and it's going to be fun. Thanks for listening. Have a great Monday, and we will see you next time. Yes, I do. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.